the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning. My name is Mark Salem, and you're stuck with me for the next two hours, and I've got my school marm sitting next to me. They could always turn it off. You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my wife. Uh, she. We got married about six and a half months ago. <laughs> and anyway, today's uh, kind of a nice day. Mm-hmm. It's on the cusp of Thanksgiving. Yep. And we're right around the corner from that. Probably next weekend will be kind of slow because uh, there'll be a lot of people celebrating Thanksgiving with their families and going to be a lot of tr- yeah, a lot of mm-hmm. out-of-towners and stuff like that. Anyway, let's start with Automatic Transmission Exchange in Phoenix. If you're in Phoenix and you need a transmission shop, I'd like to suggest that you try Automatic Transmission Exchange at 40th Street in Washington. Phil and his staff have been around since 1968. Phil started his transmission life with the very first automatic transmissions, or the first models, plural, of automatic transmissions and of course the transition to computerized transmission is easy once you understand the fundamentals of how transmissions work so instead of using a variety of other inputs now the computer shifts the transmission and it's looking at a big picture of the car as opposed to maybe your throttle or maybe the engine vacuum so automatic transmission exchange since 1968 40th street in washington 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. If you have a question or a car problem, 602-508-0960. Let me start off by saying this is a give-and-take uh, radio show. You call in and tell us what kind of year-making model you have, what how many miles, and then we talk about symptoms. So I ask questions, and you give symptoms. And you can answer one of three ways, yes, no, or I don't know. This week... I had a guy that came up to me and started talking cars. Mm-hmm. And I just wish I could have run away. <laughs> I just I I just wanted to run away. Why? He was telling you everything that he had already done? Or? Oh, it was the most miserable. I mean, it's probably in the last five years the worst interaction I've ever experienced. Seriously? Yep. yep. Oh, I bet everybody feels sorry for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know that... that you know my life is uh, is cars, yes. and you know just about everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. I mean, people have walked up in restaurants and says, "I recognize your voice." Yes, it happens. So anyway, he says to me, "I I have a da 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 Grand Marquis Link or a Lincoln Grand Marquis or whatever Ford Grand Marquis. I don't even remember. Yeah, my head was just. And I said, "Oh well, you know, good for you." And he says, "Well, I got a problem." And I said, "Okay, what's the problem?" And he goes, "Well, it has a misfire code." And I said, which cylinder? And he goes, I don't know. And then he goes on to suck five minutes out of my life. 
No. To tell me all <laughs> this stuff about the guy at AutoZone and what he said and what his neighbor said. And, and, and he went to a Ouija board, and the Ouija board told him what to do. Yeah. There was a, And I'm just sitting there just dumbfounded. Mm-hmm. And, and I say, well, what were you told? Well, I looked at the spark plugs. No, what were you told? Well, the spark plugs look good. Frankly, I don't know that I can look at spark plugs and say they're good. Okay. I mean, if they're they're broken, they're bad. If they're broken, they're bad. And then um, if they're fouled, they're bad. If okay. the porcelain's, porcelain's broke, they're bad. If, they're, if the contacts or the uh, gap has been closed by the piston hitting the spark plugs. I mean, but you can see that they're okay. Yeah. You know, I can't possibly look at a spark plug and know if it's okay. Well, I can. Oh, boy. Here so why we go. are you asking you, right? Well, and well, <laughs> So then I said, okay, well, let's back up. When you got the engine misfire, which cylinder was it? I don't know. Okay. What, you, what I would do if I were you. Well, let me tell you. And I did this, and I did that, and I went here, and I went there. I know. You told me that already. But you're asking me advice. I'm trying to give you advice. Well, I know, but he said I needed to do that, and it's probably going to be the EGR valve and bada da. I said, we're not there yet. Can I ask you some questions? And he just kept talking. Hmm. And I said, no, no, no. I have some questions to ask you. Did you swap the coils? Now, the coils sit on top of these little rubber boots that attach to the spark plugs. And I said, did you swap the coils? Why? Well, that'll tell you if it's the coil. So if you know which cylinder it is, I don't know which cylinder it is. Well, need, you need to find out. Go ask the three-whiskered kid at AutoZone what cylinder it is. But the last digit tells you what cylinder it is. So if it's a PO104, then it's going to be cylinder four. So go find out what the cylinder is. Find out where it's at on your motor. Where's it at? Well, that's what you have to find out. Which cylinder is number four? Driver side, passenger side, front one, back one? You have to find that out. Mm-hmm. So he says, okay. He says, but I went and I bought some engine cleaner and I ran it through there. I said, how'd that work for you? He says, well, I still have the code. And I said, is the light on constantly? Well, then I went, every question I asked him, he just went right past it. I said, well, let me ask you this. Do you know if it's a spark or fuel misfire? Well, then I went and cleaned the EGR valve. (laughs) And I said, well, you know, you're not even to the first base. I said, what I would do is find out which cylinder is, the adjacent one to it. I'd swap the coil, the boot, and the spark plug. Move a to B and B to A. Clear the computer, and I didn't even get the rest out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I already ta- I already looked at the, the coil, and it's fine. I said, well, do you have an ohm meter? And he goes, no. And I said, well, you can't possibly know if the coil's fine unless you tested it. And you have to have the specifications. And, no, the coil's fine. I'm telling you, the coil's fine. I said, well, did you check the one next to it? It's fine, too. How do you know? You just got through telling me you don't even know which cylinder is. <laughs> so how do you how do you know you're checking the right coil, the right spark? This went on, and finally I had to say, you know what? I've got an appointment. I got to run, and I just turned around and walked away. Mm-hmm. I I spent ten minutes of my life with a guy that wanted to talk that. I mean, I never he never answered a single question I asked him, other than the fact, do you know which cylinder it is? No, that's the only <laughs> question he answered. And and. Not everybody's like that, but that just drives me crazy. I can tell. I, you, you ask me a, a question, and then you want to argue with me. And number one, I, and I said to him at least three times, everything you've done hasn't fixed it. And he just kept going. I mm-hmm. said, well, wait a minute. 
then th- w- there's no reason to talk about history because none of your history has fixed it. Now, if he would have shut the hell up long enough, I would have told him, find out which cylinder it is, swap the coil first, drive it, see if it comes back. If it comes back, it's still on that cylinder. But if the problem moves to the next cylinder, if it moves from four to six, I think we got something here. Yeah. So I said, another thing you can do is, is swap the boot. The boot's fine. Well, do, how do you know the boot's fine? Well, I looked at it. Was there any white spots on it? No. Well, if there's white spots on it, that's where the spark's jumping through. Usually you can see a little dot of, of spark. Better yet, take the coil off, put the boot back on it, touch it to your lips, then go have your wife crank the motor over. <laughs> you are so bad. <laughs> it's just, it, it, anyway, we had um, a lady come in the other day, and she said, uh, I was standing kind of close to the front counter, and she says, um, I have an appointment today. Yes, ma'am, we do, and we pulled up to work order and stuff. And she says, um, and he says, well, it's a, it's a no-start condition. And she said, yes. And before Daniel could ask, she said, what it is is it cranks over just fine. But she says, it doesn't start. It doesn't catch. And she then, must have been listening to you. <sighs> no, Boy. no, I don't think so. <laughs> and, and then she said, um, and it's intermittent. Sometimes you hit the key, boom, it starts right up. It's important, though, for us to use the right terminology. So if you walk into an auto repair shop and you say, my car doesn't start, and you hand them the keys and they go, thank you. Well, doesn't start can mean a lot of things. Doesn't crank, and once it cranks, it doesn't catch. Or is there a click, or is there no click? Is the starter turning fast? I mean, those are all the questions that need to be asked Mm -hmm. to the person who's been flying that airplane for the last month or week or year. So sometimes people say, I don't know, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But what was really nifty about it, she made it very clear this was a crank no start in the technical vernacular. It cranks over, but it doesn't start. Mm -hmm. That's that's perfect. Yeah. We don't have to test the battery. We don't have to test the alternator. We don't have to do a lot of things. You know what we have to check? It cranks but doesn't start. We have to check for fuel and spark. Yeah. That's it. Well, and the other thing, she said it was intermittent, so if it didn't happen for us, we'd have no direction to go on. So what she told us was good. And Daniel said that. I hope it acts up. Mm-hmm. And she says it does it cold. And Daniel says, great. Well, she had left her car in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. So the night before. Okay. So we had it cold. Yes. So Daniel immediately dispatched it, told him, you need to go out there, be prepared. So he goes out there, and I think it was either Eddie or Ron. They go out there, and he sprays carburetor spray. Well, first of all, he cranks it, and it cranks over, but it doesn't catch. It doesn't start. So he pulls the air intake off of it, and he sprays carburetor spray in there, and he cranks over, and it doesn't catch. It doesn't fire. It doesn't do anything. So he adds more carburetor cleaner to the air, to the intake. And again, he cranks over, but nothing. Mm-hmm. So we know it's no spark because okay. we just provided it fuel. Right. So he brings it in. It's it's stereotypical module. It's easy to test. We have testers for all that kind of stuff. The module fails low speed. It fails high speed. It fails a ground. It fails everything. We pull one out of a box. We test it. That's what needs to happen because that means you're not putting on a, a bad part out of the box. Yes. Or a part somebody took home 
brought it back and said it didn't work, but it really they kept the new one and the old one is now mine. Oh, yeah. So we have to test everything, mm-hmm. especially if they've been installed, and you can tell that in a heartbeat. Sure. So anyway, she did a good job. Yes. She saved herself a lot of money because we didn't have to test the battery, the alternator, all that stuff. Right. So it was important. Did she make up for that guy that drove you crazy? No. Oh. I know. There'd have it's to be, not one for one. There'd have to be ten nuns <laughs> talking to me about car repair. And, and, and if I see him, I'm just going to turn and walk away real quick because he's going to want to tell me more. Yes. Now, the only good thing could be is, is he'd tell me he fixed it. Okay. And then I would say, well, what did you ultimately find? And I know he's going to go into a story that's going to take an hour until we get to, well, my neighbor came over and found out that the coil wire is disconnected or something like that. Yeah. So anyway, 602 Remember, you're making model your car, the mileage, and then let's talk about symptoms. I get to ask you questions and you answer them. Vibrations is a good one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you, does it shake the seat of your pants? Does it shake your steering wheel? Does it shake the whole car? Does it only do it when you're braking? Does it only do it when you're fast? Does it do it at 10 or 15 or 40 or 70? Those are the questions we ask to kind of identify what part of the car it is. We had some guy come in the other day with a vibration that described it as the steering wheel going left and right. That was a pretty good deal right. because that was an easy one. It's a steering, a steering problem, and we found the track bar bushing was bad. But he gave us a wonderful example of the steering wheel shakes left and right, and if I make a hard right turn or a hard left turn, it goes away for some period of time. We could diagnose that, you know. With, with a blindfold? With, with a bl- Yeah, well, we're going to need to see our eyes. <laughs> it's not going to take us very long because he's really pinpointed. It's yeah. not a brake pulsation. Right. It's not a tire pulsation. So he's, he steered us at the steering. Mm-hmm. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. You need a plan as you get closer to retirement. A plan that will take you from where you are now to the retirement you've always dreamed about. The first step on that path is to tune in to Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8. Your host is Phyllis Sachs-Pilvinas. She's the founder of PSP and Associates. You only retire once, but Phyllis helps people retire every day. Don't miss Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8 on 960 The Patriot. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff. 
even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I want to be a bike that races around the when country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest when I trail. Grow up, I want to be a rocking chair on when a sunny I up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a... 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name's Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is my wife, Renee. And we're here at your service, 602-508-0960, if you want a car question or a car problem. I did want to say something in my defense. I spent the last 10 minutes venting about people yes. that, that tell me how they fix their cars and stuff. I, I really have a good heart in this respect. When they come in, and especially guys, they do an alignment. Do I want my car, align my car. If you try to ask them why, no. Then we do the alignment, and then they come back a week later, a day later, and say, it's still there. Sure. And then the answer is, is what's still there? Mm-hmm. And then they want their money back for the alignment, and we have to explain to them, you guessed, you lost, we're not giving you your money back. Right. Because you told us to do an alignment. We asked you for more information, and you said, no, just do an alignment. Mm-hmm. And now you're stuck with it because you diagnosed it. If I misdiagnose it, I'll pay for mine. Right. But if you misdiagnose it, you pay for yours. Mm-hmm. Speaking of diagnosis, one of the best diagnosticians in the whole town is Larry Harker's Auto. Bob at Larry Harker's Auto is really, really good. And he's been there, I don't know, for 20, 30, 40 years. But he's a gray-haired guy. Mm-hmm. He's been around the block. He knows what he's talking about. And he likes those cars that start off with, I've had it to everybody in town and nobody can fix this. That's called waving the red cape in front of the bull. So if you live anywhere near 38th Avenue and Indian School, or he's worth the drive if you've got one of those cars nobody's been able to fix. They've been around since 1967. Ellen's on the front counter. Bob runs the shop. He's a good guy, but he also does oil changes and cooling system flushes and all the other stuff. But as far as a diagnostician's concerned, he's really good. Good morning, Bob. How can I help you? Good morning, Mark and Renee. Good morning. Do you think when purchasing a new vehicle, and I've heard you say when you, if you can negotiate the out-the-door price to the sticker price, then you're doing pretty good, right? Because you've negotiated off the sales tax and the registration and all that stuff. And, well, it, it, it's, it's part of your number, so your sales tax. But here's what really, this is what I want you to hear. They're going to put in, now these are, these are examples of what I've personally seen. Freight, get ready, window tint. 
desert protection packages. I've seen dock fees from $50 to $250. So I see all of these other things that I don't think you should pay. How long does it take the young lady or the young man to type in your name and address and phone number for your paperwork? Why are we charging $250 for dock fees? And, and they have the infrastructure already there. It's already in the big picture. Why does everybody have to pay $250? Why wouldn't they just put that in other places, in the expense line like we all the rest of us do? So I know it's possible because my daughter did it, and I'm, I've had a couple of other people tell me they've pulled it off as well, and I'm not talking about last year's models either. So, yes, if you can buy it for the sticker or darn close to the sticker, you write your check for that amount or finance that amount, then I think you've done a good job. Do you think it's better to tell them, make them think you're going to finance it even if you're going to pay cash because they want you to finance it at the dealership? Like if I'm going to go in and pay cash, I've heard people say I shouldn't tell them that until I negotiate the price. Well, there's two trades of thought there, and you're right. It, it it they're going to run a credit check on you and and let's pretend that you have a good credit rating and let's pretend that they're going to give you 7% interest or let's pretend you're 5 okay that's really good credit well they're going to like the idea if you finance it because they might mark the 5 up to 7 now 7's still a good deal but your rec credit history says 5 is a better deal for you but they get to peel off two points of your of your 7 so they like it when you finance it, and they know that's an extra pot of money. So I usually say, I haven't talked to my wife about that. And really and truly, like you, sir, you probably have to ask your wife for permission to do things. And she, uh, I've never seen a check in my life, and so she makes the decision, and that's how I handle it. Because sometimes you can get a better deal if you finance. There's like a rebate or something, like a discount. Well, that certainly takes takes a big. That's part of the big picture. You're absolutely right. It may be a discount for this model, or it may be a discount for this year, or it may be the last one that we have. It, it doesn't really make any difference. You're throwing all the variables that are going to get thrown in you at you, and you just have to sift through them. And if they say, you know, if you pay, if you if you do this, I'll give you $100 off. You say, no, I'm happy with my price. And then a part of the negotiations is, is you, if you want to jump first, I always make them give me a number first, and I always talk about out the door. And then I counter with, you know, the, the invoice or the, uh, the list price or the, you know, MSRP on the, on the sticker, and then they'll counter me back. And then there's a lot of times, as an old cowboy, I just thank them, shake their hands, and I make sure they have my name and phone number, and I'll walk in. Sometimes I don't even get out of the dealership. Sometimes I get a call in 24 hours or 48 hours, and we've got a new number for you. So a lot of them like to go back and forth, back and forth, and they're going to wear you out. But sometimes I just throw a number at them and tell them that's my final offer. But you can negotiate however you want. But I think it's advantageous to hold that information, whether you're going to finance it or pay cash, because they're hoping that you're going to finance it, and if that's the case, they make additional money. If they know you're going to pay cash, then they might hold their price up a little higher. I don't really know. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, no, I think, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Bye. You bet. You bet. Um, you know, speaking of selling, mm-hmm. I was reading one of the trade magazines. It had 11 articles in it. 
And every single one of them was written by an expert who's going to tell us how to run our business. Okay. Okay. Now, I would like to ask them, how long did you run your own business? Right. Because were you a candlestick maker or a baker in your past life, and now you've become an expert to tell us how many, how many, and I want to know the size of your shop, and I want to know what kind of sales you had, and I want to see your balance sheet. Mm -hmm. Okay. I want to see everything. So... There was some common things as I read all those articles. Industry must achieve a productivity level of 2.5 hours per RO. Okay. What is that in our world? Money-wise, or yeah. what do you mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, 250. Take 250. Yeah, or, yeah. A little less than 250, but we're going to use 250. Uh, a little so more, yeah. They want a productivity of of 250. Now, we know that there was a, and I'm not going to say anything about them and give them there's a store that opened up not too long ago, and one of the managers had left and come and applied at our, our facility. And he said one of the things they had was is they had a $300 average ticket price. Right. They wanted that no matter what. Yes. They were, the staff was to bring it up to... Now, in our world, we're at 118 an hour. Right. So that's 236 or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, no, it isn't. It's, yeah, it is. No, someone's going to call me on that. I better pull out the calculator because 118 times 2.5. Oh, 2.5, yeah. yeah. 295. Two, 236 is, yeah. Two, two hours. hours. Okay, it's 295. Call it 300. Gotcha. So the, he says $300. Mm -hmm. it, in our world, we ha almost always have a 50-50 mix, close parts and labor. Correct. So that's a $600 average ticket. Mm -hmm. He wants us... Now, yes, we're going to make a lot more money yeah. if we have our average ticket price at $600. Mm -hmm. Because if he wants 300 labor, it's going to be 300 parts, parts. about that. Yeah. So I was concerned about that. And then all of these guys teach us how to make, uh, ask us for money. These guys want money from us to teach us how to make money. Right. Why don't we just be them? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know? And then, and then they, they talk about different games that you play with respect to Freon. It's a sliding scale. Now, a pound of Freon is 16 ounces, as you well know. Right. If you sell a can of Freon, you know that they come in 8, 10, 12, and 16 ounces. Right. So a can of 10 ounces is not a pound. So right. if your car takes two pounds... Hmm. It's going to take three cans. Mm -hmm. So as you go as you go through this, it's it's kind of difficult. Are we charging ounces? Or are we charging pounds? And can we charge ounces and pounds? Some software doesn't allow you to do that. So you put one pound or two pounds or three pounds. Yeah, that makes a big difference. When we come back, we'll finish it up talking about that. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com.
ADOT wants to remind you to never drive into a dust storm. But if you do get caught in a dust storm, it's important you know what to do once you've pulled off the road. Keep your seatbelt on, take your foot off the brake, set the emergency brake, and most importantly, turn your lights out. Why? Because if your lights are on, other drivers may try to follow and crash into you. Remember, pull aside, stay alive, and lights out. Sponsored by the Arizona Department of Transportation in partnership with the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. A promise was made. A promise that hit the beaches of Normandy. A covenant that split the skies over Berlin. A vow that captured Iwo Jima. A promise was made. A solemn oath that liberated Seoul. A sacred trust that defended Quezon. A pact that dug in in Da Nang. A contract that weathered Tet. A promise was made. A pledge that stormed the desert in Iraq. A bond that patrolled door to door in Fallujah. An IOU that braved IEDs in Kandahar. A promise was made to America's veterans. A promise we all must keep. DAV fights for all veterans and their families so they get the health care, financial benefits, and support they earned. If you're a veteran who needs help or you'd like to help us keep the promise, visit DAV.org. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade from my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. This is NASCAR driver Kurt Busch, and I am proud to support our nation's veterans. Do you know you can get a faster decision on your disability compensation claims by filing an electronic fully developed claim, or e-claim, on e-benefits? Take it from a guy who lives his life in the fast lane. Faster is better. Visit ebenefits.va.gov today to learn more. E-claims. Online VA claims made simple. A message from the Department of Veterans Affairs. All about that demon automobile. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. We're here till 12 noon. If you have a car question, 602-508-0960. If you have a story you want to tell and it's a nice story, or if you don't name names, you can do that as well. If you want to tell on your husband, go ahead and give us a call, 602-508-0960. Can I tell on you? Yeah, and you can tell on me as well. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about SNS Tire. They're over in the west side of town, Peoria Surprise and Goodyear. And what I like about SNS is they're on their second generation of mm-hmm. owners, and they're good guys. We we interface with them a lot, yes. and um, I'm proud that they always seem to make the right decision because sometimes they'll ask us, 
and they give us, I like that they give us the menu. Mm-hmm. Okay, I could do A, B, or C, what would you do? Yeah. And, and so many times we're in agreement that what they picked was right. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud of them because they're a little younger than I am. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, they have a full comprehensive line of tires, which means many different brands of the same size tire. So if you want to stop by and say, I'd like you to give me good, better, best, out-the-door prices, then they can do that because they have a good, a better, and a best line of tires. They also balance your tires. They do alignment, suspension, work oil changes, and all the rest of the stuff. But if you're looking for tires and you're on the west side, may I suggest you just stop by. Now, if you think they don't have your tires, they say from wheelbarrows to tractor tires and everything in between. I've been in their warehouse. That's true. Okay. So we're talking about Freon and all the different ways it comes. But sure. we agree that 16 ounces is a pound. Mm-hmm. So what happens is is that someone will buy, and it, the sticker on the car maybe says 2.5 pounds. All right. Okay? Now, 2.5 pounds is 40 ounces. Okay. Let's just go there, 40 ounces. So somebody buys two cans, but they don't know they're two 10-ounce cans. So maybe they buy three, and so they put two plus a half in. Mm-hmm. Well, two 10 ounces is 20 plus a half is 25. So he's got 25 ounces in a system that really holds 40. Then when he comes in, he says he or she says to the shop, I filled it up and it doesn't blow cold. Mm-hmm. They're convinced that they've done it right. But because they didn't pay attention to what kind size can they bought, then they think two and a half cans equals two and a half pounds. And if they're eight ounces or 10 ounces or 12 ounce cans, it doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Now, today we have an electronic dipstick with respect to with with respect to air conditioning. We've never had that before. Before, we used to chant to the air conditioning gods. We used to look at the ambient temperature outside. We'd look at the temperature of your car. We'd do the temperature on the inside. We'd check the airflow across your condenser, which is in front of your radiator. We'd wave a dead chicken around our head and cluck three times in an effort to try to determine how much Freon to put in their car. It was a huge scientific thing. Today what we have is equipment. We'll take your car and we'll suck out all the Freon. We'll weigh it, and let's just pretend that we get 20 ounces. Mm -hmm. We're going to weigh it. We're going to clean it. We're going to remove the water, which is a big problem, and we're going to remove any solid debris. So we're going to filter it. We're going to put it back in your car so you get the same Freon you came in with. This is an environmental issue, too. Better or cleaner. Right. So we look at your tag, and it's 30 ounces. Well, I just pulled 25 or 20 out, Mm -hmm. so all I, I need to add is 10. Right. So I tell the machine, put back 10. Now, we have batted, and not only we, our industry, this piece of equipment, we are now batting 99 out of 100. We are fixing cars that never were fixed before. Mm-hmm. Just by being ever so specific with respect to how much refrigerant. I tell the story a lot of times, but it's a, it's a story that really represents the big picture. Uh, a guy comes in with, I think it was a Volvo, okay. and um, was complaining about the air. It's never done this, never done that. So we said, well, you know, it's $125, and if you don't like it, you don't have to pay for it. Now, that's the service. You've got to pay for the refrigerant. Sure. Because the machine's like $10,000. So mm-hmm. we're not going to charge you your pair fair portion, but we're not going to do that for free. Right. So we go in, and we find, like, he's 18 ounces over where he needs to be. So we pull him down to where he should be, and he's going to Tucson. And he says, I would really prefer to pay you on the way home. And I say, okay, so I take the repair order with him, and I Mm -hmm. write down his VIN number and his Mm -hmm. license plate. It's already on there anyway. And I say, I just want to make sure that you're just not going to drive away and 
I find out the car was stolen. And he laughed. And he goes, no, no problem. So he leaves. And maybe 20 minutes later, he calls back and he says, go ahead and bill me. And he had left his credit card. Go yeah. ahead and bill me. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. said it's all the difference in the world. Now, other shops have done the same thing. Sure. and But people don't realize that it is important to put the right amount in because overcharging it is just as bad as undercharging it a lot of times. And the symptoms are almost the same. Yeah. They're almost the same. So, yeah, it's it's an issue that we have to deal with, but... It's a better issue to deal with if you work with your shop and ask them if they have the ability to pull out the refrigerant, weigh, put yours back in. Now, I don't know what we charge. We charge by the ounce. But Mm -hmm. let's pretend we charge $3 an ounce. We don't, but I'm throwing that number out there. That 10 ounces that we took out of his, we're Mm -hmm. not going to give him money back. Right. Or if he's over 10 or under 10. If he's under, we're going to charge him $3 per ounce. But if he's over, we have no way to give him that back. Right. (laughs) We can't put it in a plastic bag and put a a tie on it. Twist tie, yeah. Yeah. And we're not going to give you credit for it either because that refrigerant is been recently rebuilt by our equipment Mm. the the problem is is the only few machines have the ability to place that in a can to be used later you still we still haven't figured that out as an industry if you're two ounces or 10 ounces over how are we going to handle that Mm -hmm. so it's kind of a a, a thing that uh, that we worry about and it's it's a problem that evolves and sooner or later our industry will come to a an agreement that if it's over you know if it's over, sometimes I've thought, I'll just give you a $10 credit, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, to use at your next repair right. or whatever. Yeah. But if it's 10 ounces, I'm not going to give you three, which is what I sell it for. But mm-hmm. if, I get, if I pay two, then I give you two ounces, I give you 10 bucks, and you're, you're set. But I haven't decided, we haven't decided what to do. Mm-hmm. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And when we come back, we're going to talk you about the tw- we're going to talk about the 10 worst cars with respect to complaints and the 10 best cars reference the complaints. We'll be right back. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. This is Sebastian Gorka, former strategist of Donald J. Trump. Under President Trump, American leadership is being restored. But that doesn't mean our enemies have disappeared. In my new book, Why We Fight... Defeating America's enemies with no apologies. We take off the blinders of political correctness from the Obama years and learn how we can vanquish enemies without mortal combat. Sebastian Gorka's new book, Why We Fight, is available now from Amazon and Barnes & Noble. This is attorney William J. Wolfe, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This Sunday on Middle East Radio Forum, our special guest will be Dr. Carl Goldberg, 
to discuss his recent trip to Scandinavia and the invasion of Muslim immigrants and the undeniable destructive impact on its society. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. A year ago, Hillary Clinton joined me on my radio show for a long discussion about her memoir of the 2016 presidential race, What Happened? And in September, John Kerry came on the show to discuss his memoir, Every Day is Extra. For both former Democratic presidential nominees and Secretary of State, it was their first appearance on this program, a program that has run three hours every weekday for more than 18 years. As we look forward to 2020, would-be Democratic presidential candidates ought to seek out frequent interviews with interlocutors from across the political spectrum in settings like talk radio that allow for more than a minute's response. Our political conversation has entered a zone of toxicity I haven't seen since I began my broadcast career in 1990. Long-form interviews marked the civility and honest debate is one part of the renewal and public discourse that we need. So, hey, Democrats running for presidents, go in harm's way. Find someone to talk to at length today. I'm Hugh Hewitt. I started my adventure in the Air Force Reserve as a payload system operator. A flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration team. We do a lot in a little bit of time, and we have to do it very efficiently. It's a very exciting career. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. The training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. The most exciting thing in the Air Force Reserve is to be able to travel. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. That was definitely a bonus. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. 44 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, 602-508-0960 is our phone number. If you have a car question or a car problem, a tire problem, an air conditioning problem, uh, if I have a check engine light on and you happen to know the code and what it means, then we can discuss kind of the procedure. Just remember this, though. When you have an engine code and it affects the performance of your car, the very first two things that need to happen is we need to check fuel pressure and engine vacuum. And no one can do that with your smartphone. Okay, that doesn't happen. Today, there's all these apps that you plug in this little gizmo underneath your dash, and that talks to your smartphone, and and they brag about um, telling you that you can fix your car yourself. Mm -hmm. When you have a lean code, there's 11 different things that can cause a lean code, and one of them is a plugged fuel filter or a fuel pump that isn't performing up to where it should. And there's no way your smartphone is going to be able to see those parameters. You have to test them yourself. So it's not going to work. I made a joke on Facebook the other day about this idea that your smartphone's going to fix your car. And I, I used this paragraph that I know I'm going to get in trouble for, but I don't care. It's this phone or this gizmo is also capable of telling you if your wife is cheating on you. Oh, boy. <laughs> It's also capable of telling you if your horse is pregnant. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and I just made silly, stupid stuff up to, yeah. to just drive home the point that this is not can't happen. Um, we had a Honda come in the other day where the timing belt had slipped a tooth, mm-hmm. and it had four or five codes in it. Well, the timing belt slipped a tooth, which caused the vacuum to drop, which caused the map sensor and everything else to go haywire. So it's just a vacuum test. Well, we want 17, 18 inches of vacuum when the engine's just running at idle, and we're sitting there with 11, and it's running like, you know what? Mm-hmm. So now we know that we need to deal with the timing belt. Once we fixed the timing belt, cleaned the codes, and went and drove it. No more codes. Right. But 
if they went into the three-whiskered kid at the auto parts store who's supposed to sell you parts, God knows how many codes, how many parts they would have sold him, and chances of him knowing that this is a low vacuum problem without testing are mm-hmm. slim and none. Right. Well, and you kind of skipped over that, you know, um, when you were talking about the guys that are giving you advice on how to make your business better and all that stuff. I mean, that's that's in every single publication that you read everyone and and they want to you know up sales up sales up sales so you might get a 1995 oil change but they're going to get that thing up to three hundred dollars or whatever it is whatever their you know quota is and um it gets frustrating to listen to these people and what they've you know had done to them well we just did some tv spots for abc right and 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 the tv spots were you go in and you get an oil change and they give you this laundry list of things you need. Mm-hmm. You just simply tell them to write down the laundry list, and in order for them to bid it, they already have parts and labor and sales tax. Right. So put all the numbers and everything on there. Mm-hmm. Ladies, my suggestion to you is to say, oh, my husband, mm-hmm. he's going to want to know everything. So on the repair order, just write all that information on the repair order and all the numbers and what I need, right. and then just put your name and your phone number on the work order, mm-hmm. and they'll never do that. Especially no. when they're scared, you're going to go have somebody else look at it. Now, another thing that ladies can do is, Mrs. Salem, you need we need to flush your upper intake. We need to flush your injectors and your transmission fluid and brake fluid are due. Mm-hmm. And what problem are you going to fix that I'm having or well, what it's, symptoms? It's just due, ma'am. It's just due. Can you show me that in my owner's manual? And see, there's the bingo yeah. right there. because And then they're going to say, well, your owner's manual is not written for Arizona. Okay, then. Would you order me an Arizona <laughs> and they don't owner's make one. manual? <laughs> and yeah. they don't make one. I know. So the issue really is, is there's a whole lot going on. Right. And our industry is in shambles because the newer model cars are going. We used to have a 30, 60, 90 stopping point for everybody's car. So we got to service your car and spend. A, you spend a lot of money at 30000 60000 and 90000 Now we got new cars that don't even call for any services until seventy five to ninety. Mm-hmm. So these, other than oil changes. So these cars are causing a problem with maintenance, which is also creating a sales problem, and that is creating the upsell problem. Mm-hmm. Every single magazine I read, read, and you know how many I read a month, yes. I read the 75% of the magazine content is some guy named Chubby who's going to tell us all how to make more money. Mm-hmm. I agree with one thing he says. If I get my average labor to 300 and then I get $300 worth of parts, I'm going to make a whole lot more money. Sure, you There's are. no question about that. Yeah. It's, it's, is that what you really want me to do? Mm-hmm. Do you want me to inspect every car to the nth degree and sell them stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, your windshield wipers need replacing. That's valid. Mm-hmm. You know, you already know that. Right. But if if they say your windshield wipers need replacing and you just went through a rainstorm and they, they perfectly swap yeah. the water off your windshield, then you're going, okay, mm-hmm. you just lost my confidence. Yeah. All righty. So we're going to do what we said we were going to do, and we're going to talk about the 27 or the 10 worst cars. Okay. You're going to be surprised with this. Now, this is how many complaints out of 10,000 sold? Okay. Okay. Now, the average is 27. Just remember, the average car has 27 complaints out of 10,000. Okay. The Chrysler 300 is worse with 66. Okay. The Jeep Cherokee is 63. The Chrysler Town and Country is 63. We own one of those, a, a virtual new one. 
Chrysler? Um, well, ours oh. is a Dodge, but okay. the town and country. Okay, same thing. We, we've we got, I think, um, what's his name said the other day that we're up to 50,000, 30 or 50,000 miles on a car mm-hmm. that's not even a year old because we use it as our shuttle bus. Right. And we've done nothing to it. It's mm-hmm. been good. However, the Chrysler town and country had 63, the average in... The Jeep Wrangler, 60, and this is declining. The Toyota Prius is 51. I could have told you they were on this list no matter what. (laughs) The Dodge Caravan's 49. The Edge, the car you drive. Remember that Ford you bought without my permission? 49. I didn't have any complaints. Okay, 49. 48 on the Dodge Charger. The Ford Fusion, 42 out of 10,000. And the Nissan Murano at 38. So let's look at the high and the low. The average complaints per uh, per 100 or 10,000 sold okay. is 27. On the t- on the worst car is 66 on the Chrysler 300 and then the the best worst car is the Nissan Murano at 38. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about and the, and by the way the the eight of the most complained about cars are domestics. Okay. And two are imports. That that's fair to say. Okay. I, I'm going to be now the the best cars. Okay. In that same number, keep mm-hmm. in mind, twenty seven is the big number. Seven of them are imports and three are domestic. That's slightly better. Okay. The the Kia Forte is the very best one with three point five. Okay. Okay. Do you know how many people drive a Kia Forte? There Not might, many. There might be seven <laughs> in the state of Arizona, <laughs> and so is that, that in our database? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it is. But okay, I mean, I'm come on, teasing. that car there is a, It's not even a one percenter. Okay, okay? a Kia Soul mm-hmm. is now Kia Kia Forte and the Kia Soul are the number one and number two cars. Wow. For the best, the the least most complained about Chevy Silverado number three. Okay. What it's above the Ford. And you know what else? The GM Sierra is next. Okay. Okay. Then the Sentra at 9 and the Ford 150 at 9.3. Mm-hmm. Then the Subaru Forester at 9.4, and that's another 1% car. You know, people like those, but, they, you know, not very. The Lexus RX is at 10. The Toyota 4Runner is at 10, and the Nissan Rogue is at 11. So you've got the very best cars between three mm-hmm. complaints per 10,000 sold and 11. So Mm -hmm. 3 to 11 on the best. On the worst, it's 38 to 66. It's a big difference. You know, in looking at the the cars we work on, this doesn't necessarily reflect what we actually see, but I have to keep in mind this is Minnesota, California, Mm -hmm. and all four corners, Florida, Washington, Maine, and, and Southern California. So you have to keep that in mind, Minnesota, South Dakota, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But this is 27 complaints per 10,000 sold. And so I'm looking at that, and I thought, that's kind of interesting. Because these are cars, I, w- I knew the Prius was there. I knew the Wrangler was there. I was going to say the Grand Cherokee or whatever oh, yeah. it was. There, I mean, uh, you, we see those a lot. We, we see those a lot. But the best cars, first of all, we don't see the Kia Forte or the Kia Soul. We've mm-hmm. got a couple. Doesn't Patty drive a Soul? I think she does now. Okay. Yes. All right. And and it's because her husband picked it up for her. <laughs> anyway, no, she picked it up. I know, I know. The Chevy Silverado, that's no surprise on the best one. Neither mm-hmm. is the GM Sierra, which is the same truck. Mm-hmm. And the Ford F-150 is the number one selling truck, so it should be on this list. The Subaru Forester, there's probably four in all of Phoenix. The Lexus <laughs> No, R- we do have a lot of customers <laughs> that drive Foresters. I know. The Lexus RX 10, 
the Toyota 4Runner. Now, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. And that's a, boy, people love the heck out of that. Yeah. And it is a good vehicle. Mm-hmm. It is a good vehicle. And then the Nissan Rogue, again, I don't think it's a good looking car. But then again, I'm not a Nissan person. Yeah. But anyway, that's how it works out. The, the best and the worst. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just keep in mind, there's lots of people out there that want to charge us money to teach us how to make money. Mm-hmm. And and I'm doing my best to avoid them as much as I can yeah. because I'm like everybody else. Who would we want to invest our money for us? Somebody that has invested their money and been successful. I would want like Warren Buffett. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bill Gates has done a pretty good job, and they yeah. talked about that uh, – that uh not lift but what's the other uh people that will pick you up yeah um uber uber yes yeah, somebody said on the radio mm-hmm. that if you would have done uber in 2010 your hundred dollars would be almost a million dollars or something like wow. that yeah but still i i think if i'm going to trust somebody to tell me how to invest my money or what to do with my money i want it to be warren buffett you want it okay i also want to tell you about strictly diesel service and repair up at i-17 in deer valley oh no Dear, I'm sorry, I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. I there got Deer go. Valley on my head. Nate, who owns Strictly Diesel, is the kind of guy you hope your daughter brings home. Tall, good-looking, and he's got hands like tennis rackets. He has huge hands. But he's the nicest guy. I can't imagine Nate ever getting mad at anybody. He's just the nicest guy in the world. But when it comes to diesels, his hard drive is filled with information that few other people have. And he works on the light truck diesel. So he works on the Dodge, the Ford, and the Chevrolet. Mm-hmm. He's really, really good at what he does. So if you have a GM, or if you have a GM, a Ford, or a Dodge, and you want somebody to fix or service your your car, your truck, then Strictly Diesel Service and Repair is a good place. I-17 and Pinnacle Peak, just east of the I-17. They also sell parts 24 hours a day, and that's kind of important as well. So it's a good place to go. And it's and if you have a question about your diesel, they'll take questions. But unfortunately, they can't spend a half an hour on the phone trying to di- diagnose on your phone. But if you want to know a cold air kit for your diesel, or if you want to know if this exhaust system is better than this one, then typically they can they can help guide you. So mm-hmm. that's strictly diesel and repair. Okay, when we come back, if you'd like to join us, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is what's your name again? Oh, I don't know. Mrs. Salem. Mrs. Salem. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mrs. Salem. Anyway, I think like most everybody else, we're planning the uh, Thanksgiving with our family. Yes. And I think the kids are coming up on Friday Mm -hmm. so they can spend Thursday with the other half of the parents. Correct. So the spouse's parents. And we don't mind that at all because if they come up on Friday, then the grandkids are here Friday, usually Saturday and Sunday. Right. Which is where I want to be. Yes. I don't want to be with you guys. I want to be out riding quads with all the kids. I want to be out chasing jackrabbits. (laughs) I want to be out doing fun stuff. I don't want to be sitting around the dinner table sipping wine. Yeah, but you're always complaining because you're fixing quads and this and that. You're right. You're right. (laughs) You're right. I wish some of the dads were out there with me (laughs) because when the quad breaks down, it kind of is a calamity. Mm -hmm. And then I lose track of all the kids and I'm sitting there dealing with a flat tire or something like that. You act like like you're the only one out there, but... Who else is? <laughs> we all are. <laughs> You're on the patio. Okay. okay. We're out there, yeah. <laughs> as I said. Like you said. But anyway, it, it, no, it, I look forward to Thanksgivings. I look forward to being with the grandkids. I look forward to teaching them bad words. 
because their parents don't do that. Mark Salem, <laughs> you're not teaching them bad words oh, on yeah. my watch. Yeah. No. Okay, on your watch, that mm-hmm. might be the case, but they have to hear it somewhere. No sense in not hearing it from Papa. Right. That's important. Of course, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We'll be back right after this. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 